The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Schmitty Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Welcome to the Positively Podcast. We're doing something a little different this week because for those of you who subscribe to Positively TV, we're uh, recording video as well as doing audio. So um, I'm here with Duffy Jones from Peachtree Hills Animal Hospital. And of course, thank you so much for joining us because we're going to be talking today about the coronavirus, what you can do to keep your pets safe, and what is it like for the vet- veterinary community right now. Well, we just need need your help and we need your advice about what to do if we have emergencies with our pets what can we do what what's the situation now well thanks for having me you know i think this is an important topic because i think as a veterinary community we are trying to figure this out just as much as everybody else is um at this point from what we have been told there is not transmission from humans to pets um there was one case in china that is had a low level positive testing on the dog of a person who was infected we don't know if that was a co-infection. We don't know if exactly what that infection was. Uh, information out of China is a little bit difficult to get and to know accurately. We know dogs get a different type of coronavirus. Um, it usually happens when they're young. It's an intestinal disease, not a big deal. We don't know if that was a cross-reactivity in the testing to that. We're really not sure what it is. So as far as we're going right now, we are going on the assumption that it is not moving from infected people to pets. and so. Um, we're not really worried about treating people's pets who have current infection. We do tell people, maybe isolate, don't kiss your dogs, don't, don't have as much contact or your cats as much as you would if you do have infection. But at this point, our staff, we are more worried about people bringing it in and how do we kind of keep our staff safe, how do we keep the people safe and other things that way. So, um, you know, for us, it's not been a huge problem. Um, sorry. Um, it's not been a huge problem because we, we had a lot of things in place because we used a lot of telemedicine already. We, we were experimenting with different types of um, how we could offer exams. Um, we did institute curbside service, which is working really well, where basically we can get all the information about your pet. You can pull into the parking lot. We'll take the pet out. We'll do the exam. We'll call you while you're sitting in your car, talk to you about it check you out uh, remotely, everything, and then just put the pet back in your car and then you can drive away. That cuts down on how long you're in our office, any other people that are here, um, different things like that. And that's been working really well for us. So we've been able to keep operations up and keep open and see as many pets uh, as we normally do. We just kind of change a little bit how we're doing it. So if you're not sick, you can hug your pet, yep. you can hang out with your pet, yep. it's going to be fine. You're probably going to need it during this time of being at home alone, so the pets will probably uh, provide a lot of relief, um, especially with the kids, too. That's what we're seeing is that, you know, the kids are all doing virtual learning, and they're kind of out of sorts as well, and having the pets there with them while they're doing it has really been beneficial. What can we do to keep our pets healthy? 
The best thing to do, honestly, is get them out, walk them, exercise them, do all the things that you would do normally, um, and then just look for anything that looks abnormal, and then call us. We're here. We can help them. Um, we can really take care of anything that happens before. What we normally see, and we see this around Christmas, and we see this when people are home more, they do notice more things going on with their pets that they may not have noticed while they were working. So we do tend to diagnose more sickness and, and disease during these times. So if you are seeing things that are abnormal in your pet, definitely come talk to us about it um, so that we can kind of get to the bottom of it before it becomes a real emergency. We, we're, it's springtime, nearly. Uh, regular seasonal illnesses that you see in dogs and cats. Can you name a few oh, and yeah. what can people expect? Yeah, this is allergy season for us. So we are going to see ears and scratching and all those annoying things that your pets do when they have allergies, like licking all night, keeping you awake. That's really going to come into play. We're also going to see a lot of coughing and sneezing, which is probably going to add some anxiety to a lot of people because we're not going to know, is that corona, is that allergies, does it going, is it transmitting, what is it going on? We're treating it mostly like allergies right now. We've seen a lot of dogs already with ear infections, runny eyes, sneezing, coughing, and they've responded like they always have to allergy treatments, um, which is good. Also, we know a lot of our pets, we know them pretty well, so we know that this time of year we're going to see you know, this pet and this client and because they're going to start sneezing and coughing and things like that. The ones that are going to be more unusual for us is the ones that are kind of out of season. So things that are happening that don't normally happen to that pet during this time of the year. And those will, will probably be, um, you know, more cautious and take some more x-rays and make sure things are, are, are looking like just regular kind of normal diseases that we see. Do dogs get pneumonia? Yes, very often. Yeah, that's actually one of the biggest, just like in people, it is one of the biggest things that can kill older pets. They can get pneumonia and it can get very bad very quickly. And so we see it um, sometimes if they, they vomit a little bit and get a little bit down in their lungs. We call it aspiration pneumonia is kind of our number one reason. So when dogs have a lot of vomiting and they're older, they can come in with respiratory signs pretty quickly. Quick break here to get a word from this episode's sponsor, the Victoria Stowell Academy. With everything going on in the world these days, online and distance learning is becoming more and more common. Over the past few years, there's been a steady increase in the number of online courses that are available to help people learn everything from how to play the guitar to how to do high-level coding for websites. Brand name universities have been offering online courses for a few years, and people have gotten more and more used to the concept of learning via their phones or computers. But now the coronavirus situation has supercharged the idea of online learning and telecommuting. With most colleges and universities moving all of their classes online, employers encouraging people to work from home, and even many schools shifting their lessons for children to online platforms. The good news is that educators like the Victoria Stowell Academy that have been offering online courses for a while have been working hard to develop super engaging and powerful online learning protocols that help learners get the most out of their distance learning. While there are still some schools that simply put their older content online as slides, a PDF, or a repurposed static audio lecture and leave it to their students to try their best, now there are better options. The Victoria Stowell Academy is a leader, not just in providing the best dog training educational content, but also in the unique and powerful ways that that content is delivered to the learner. Whether you're a dog owner looking for free courses to help build your dog's confidence, a self-described dog geek itching to get the latest information about dog behavior, or someone aspiring to change your career path to work with dogs for a living, the Victoria Stowell Academy has a powerful suite of learner-centered, performance-based online courses available for you to start today. 
All Victoria Stowell Academy courses are designed by Victoria and VSA's team of psychologists, instructional designers, and specialty experts to ensure a truly dynamic, engaging, and effective learning process. No more plodding through tired old text-based lessons or trying to figure out the point of games that don't address the true root cause of dog behavior. And the best news? You can enroll in one of the Victoria Stowell Academy's free starter courses right now for no charge. Just go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and click on the Enroll button to get started. If you're ready to take your dog training knowledge to the next level, you can enroll in the fully refundable Fundamentals of Dog Training and Behavior course today and get $100 off by using promo code PODCAST at checkout. Go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and choose the Fundamentals course from the top menu. And finally, if you're looking for a school that will give you the skills, knowledge, and confidence you need to become a professional dog trainer, the Academy's Dog Trainer course is the premier option in dog trainer education. You can talk to an enrollment coordinator today or apply for enrollment right away in our online-only course with the option to upgrade to the in-person track when the time is right in the future. Visit vsdogtrainingacademy.com now to enroll in one of the Victoria Stillwell Academy's dynamic online courses and get started learning right away while staying at home and learning at your own pace. Learn online now with the Victoria Stillwell Academy, the future of dog training. So let's say somebody's at home mm-hmm. and they're told that they can't leave. Right. Like we're on lockdown. We're not in lockdown here yet, Correct. but it could come. Right. What do you do then? Well, we have telemedicine, so basically they could call us and we have a way that we can really have a video conference with them and really see their pet and talk to them about it. And most things, when we know these clients really well, we know these pets pretty well, that we can diagnose probably most things via that and then be able to get them medications. We're going to start delivering medications to people's homes um, to make it easier for them if they don't want to come out. There are some things that we will probably still need to see because we're not going to be sure exactly what it is. And so we'll tell people, okay, can you get can you get someone and get them over here? In the other countries that I have looked into, vets were exempt from the lockdown um, so that, that we were seen as a critical um, need. So we were able to get people here and they were able to get people seen because if it should move into pets, then we are going to be vital and critical in being able to help stop the spread and know where these things are going. Well, hopefully that won't happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it is something that we are watching as a veterinary community. Yeah, you know, and that worries me. I mean, I have two older pets. So um, I might might need to use you, yeah. and that's I mean that's reassuring to know that you yeah. guys are going to stay open yeah. and that you're going to be here. Um, that's very reassuring yeah. to me for those people that don't have that luxury. Um, what what other things can they do? I mean, how can they prevent illness? How what what steps should they take? Preventing illness is always just you know doing the normal things. So good exercise, you know, watching what they eat, making sure that they don't take them to daycare. Not that anyone's really taking them to daycare at this point. But social distancing, just like us, is not a bad idea for pets during these times as well. So keeping them in your yard, keeping them where you can watch them and keep an eye on them. The, the hard part is some of them get a little bit stressed out when the schedule changes. So now that everyone's schedule changes, so watch and make sure they don't eat stuff that they shouldn't. That's a big one like labs are notorious for when they get nervous, they'll go through the garbage and get things stuck and other things like that. So kind of keep an eye out and try and keep them out of trouble if you can. But keeping in your routine and keeping them in the routine is very comforting for them. And so that's the best way to keep them healthy. Stress is, is just like us. It lowers their immune system, causes a lot of problems. So the less stress you can have for them, the better. What about cats? What can we expect with cats? Because, you know, obviously we talk a lot about dogs. This is a podcast about dogs. 
it's actually morphing into a podcast for, <laughs> for everything, for your every need yeah. right now. But what, what about cats? Is there anything? Because if you have an outdoor cat right. that's an indoor and outdoor cat, as some people do, yep. like it or not, yep. what can... What can people do? I mean, cats are usually good because they kind of socially isolate themselves in general. Like that's usually their nature. So they usually aren't around as much. The, the inside outside cat will, will pose some problem if it, if this disease moves into wildlife or other places because of what they eat. So on those cats, I would try and keep them in a little bit more, keep them nice and well fed. And this, you'll never hear me say this again, feed them a little bit extra, um, so that they aren't hungry and they aren't killing and eating things outside. Um, but I, I would just try and keep them in normal indoor house cats, cats that don't go anywhere. They're, they're probably absolutely fine, um, with that. You know, again, if we find that this is starting to move between humans and pets and, and then I would, I would kind of not kiss them and hug them and, and do those things, you know, pet them and do that, but not get in their face and not, not try and transmit any disease that way. I'm so, not worried about it now, but. Are you seeing, yeah. um, I'm glad that people are coming in. I mean, this is a great sign that people are coming in. Um, So you just said something that was quite worrying. Because you're not saying it's definitely not transmissible. No. We don't know if it's a zoonotic. Could be a zoonotic disease. And it's changed over time. So the first first information we got from the CDC and the World Health Organization was that it does not transmit. They have revised it and says that they have not seen any transmission yet, but it is possible. We know that these coronaviruses can move between humans. That's how it came from. It came from bats. It came from other things. So we know that they can move on this and that this vac- this, this virus can mutate as well, too. So at this point, we are not seeing any of that, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. I don't want to worry people about it, but I will tell you from the veterinary community, we are watching very carefully. We are... We are integral in in a lot of these health issues in the background uh, because we see it sometimes before in animals or we'll see it afterwards and vets are really good about putting different things together human doctors and, and this will sound a little bit bad are good at one thing we're good at kind of thinking outside the box because we have to kind of every day so we are we are used to more transmissible diseases, different diseases, foreign animal diseases, different things that you don't normally see. Vets are pretty well trained in that and can can really kind of connect the dots a lot of times. So they have informed us and we will report if we start to see any of this because that will really change how things happen. Again, we have one report so far. It's a non-verified report out of China, not necessarily knowing if it was true or co-infection. They weren't really very good on how they tested we would have thought we would have seen more at this point, but we're not seeing it. So um, I think at this point we are going to watch very carefully, but there is there is always a possibility with okay. this. And guys, please remember we're in a working hospital, so if you're just listening um, to the podcast and you hear speaking in the background or doors shutting, it's just we're in a working hospital. Yeah. And Duffy's been very generous, <laughs> being very generous in allowing us to come here. We're trying to keep our social distance too. <laughs> I'm not going to keep social distance from my pets. Um, they are they are already a comfort. They're a yeah. comfort to me they're a comfort to my daughter they're a comfort to my husband yeah. um, and so I just think thank God we have them uh, aren't we lucky yeah. to, to have these amazing animals okay so the veterinarian community mm-hmm. you guys are on the front lines mm-hmm. aren't you yep with um, what are your tips for people I mean we've heard about you sanitize your hands you keep yep. your social distance you're this you're that but what happens if we're on a walk and our dog goes nose to nose with another dog you know I mean like 
that what are you, that what I'm not worried advice? about. That, that I'm not worried about because okay. again, we haven't seen it unless we have unless we find it in dogs going back and forth. I wouldn't rub other people's dogs. I wouldn't do that because we do think it may be carry could be potentially carry just like any type of surface on your dog. If you sneeze in your dog's fur and the next person then goes and pets your dog, they could potentially pick it up. Again, hand washing would do that. So I think just honestly keeping the social distance, walking by, I wouldn't get groups of dogs together to play um, at this point. I, I would I would use a little caution just around anyone, but I think you can get out, you can walk your dog, you can really enjoy them and, and just keep listening and keep trying to figure out what is accurate information. I think that is the one thing we're seeing with this is that there's so much inaccurate information and kind of not great detail that I think everyone before they panic or do anything radical really see what is really true or not um, about what's going on. Even with us, I think before we panic and 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 do a lot of things we wouldn't normally do, I think let's see where this is going. Let's really look at the data. Let's get verifiable data. Let's really test and see where we are. And I think that's coming more. And again, I can tell you, we will we will alert all vets are on the lookout for it to going to pets. And, and if we see it, you're going to hear about it for sure because that's a whole other group of population that can be infected and potentially infect other people as well. So. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you already mentioned it, that vets already, you, I mean, you're, you already look out yep. for zoonotic diseases yep. because, because that's part of your yep. job, isn't it? Had you ever prepared for a scenario like this? Had people ever talked about a pandemic like this? We, we had talked about pandemic and some swine flu cases and some other things like that. Like, we see animal pandemics much more than human pandemics, so we, we were pretty well prepared prepared on this side of how to deal with it, of, of where to test and where to send things. Like when we dealt with canine influenza, which mm -hmm. was similar to this, you know, we had our procedures down where we sterilized, we had them isolated, we test, we all use the same lab, we got verifiable data very quickly. Um, and so we were prepared for that. Our biggest one is the people. Like, so we're kind of just, for us, all we did was have to just say how much people to people contact do we have. And, and the good news is in our business, we can still work and perform without having to have contact with the person directly. We have enough electronic means that we can make it work. So we were we were very lucky in that a lot of the things um, we had done to save people time, you know, forms online, you know, telemedicine, things like that in the busy world fits great into this. And, and most vets are, the great thing about vets is they're kind of like MacGyver. Like you, you, they, can, they can adapt really quickly and figure things out, give them a bunch of duct tape and some other things, and they can really make things happen. So I think most vets are on board and have already made a bunch of changes to make sure that we can get these pets seen. So for people who are scared to go out yep. to their surgery, yep. what, what would you advise them? I would tell them to call, call their vet and talk to them and see if there's a curbside service. We, that's really worked well for us. Like we get all the information. Basically, you just kind of stop your car. We grab the pet out and then you can drive away and we'll call you. And so you have almost zero contact with us. Um, that way. And so it's really worked out for a lot of people who are nervous. Some of our elderly clients who we want to protect as well, too. We know them. They're family for us. The last thing we want to do is in trying to help their dog get them sick. So we have recommended, like, please call us from the parking lot. We'll come out. You just stay there. We'll do everything. And we can get the pets taken care of without having any exposure to them. So uh, I just want to mention to all podcast listeners and to people that are watching on Positively TV, 
that this is being recorded on March the 16th. So we know things change very, very quickly, um, but we are going to put this out as soon as yeah. possible and um, so that you'll be able to get in, in, information. And if it's if it's okay and we're not all on lockdown, yeah. if we could maybe check back with you in yes. a couple of weeks, because please send in your questions. If you're on Positively TV, use that platform to send in your questions at the podcast as well, positively.com forward slash podcast. Send in your questions if you have a question for, for Duffy. And I mean, thank you so much yeah. for, for giving us this information. And it, it certainly makes me feel better knowing that you guys are still continuing, yeah. that you're going to be there for our pets. Yeah, well, vets can figure out a way. We will be there because we understand that they, vets are vital to keeping people um, you know, healthy and happy and relaxed during this time. And we want to make sure that we are you know, uh, up front and right on anything that's going on with them as well, too. So vets are, vets are the great thing about us. We are highly adaptable to being doing a lot of different things. That's our daily. I mean, every day is different here. So you know, we're used to changing things around and figuring things out, which is great. OK, well, Dr. Duffy Jones, thank you so much yeah. for for being on our podcast and for speaking to us today. And thank you to everybody. Keep healthy, keep safe, and we'll be back with you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.